0: Today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Well, now the Mexican president has made it clear that not only is he not paying for the wall, but on NAFTA, uh, we'll bail too if it's not worth it for us. How much bargaining power do they have? Is this a one-sided fight, or is it a three-sided fight? Uh, Gus Van Harten is with us, associate professor at Osgoode Hall Law School, York University, teaches administrative law, international investment law, and governance of the international uh, finance system. And Gus Van Harten is with us now. Hello, Gus. How are you today?
1: Hi, I'm fine. Nice to hear from you, sir.
0: Thank you very much for taking the time to join us. We appreciate this. So when does it become advantageous for Mexico to leave NAFTA?
1: Uh, well, if Trump's demands are uh, putting uh, America first and Mexico last, at a certain point uh, you would just say, "Fine, uh, terminate NAFTA. We're better off uh, without it. We'll fall back on on the World Trade Organization rules."
0: So, do they have much bargaining power here?
1: Well, they're only real bargaining power. I th- well. They have You have a bit of bargaining power, Canada and Mexico, but of course the U.S. is in the driver's seat because of its size. Uh, they can uh, put you against the wall by threatening to close their market to your exports. And they're just such a bigger market that you depend on them a lot more than they depend on you. So they're in the driver's seat, and uh, Trump has been talking tough by saying he's prepared to terminate NAFTA. Uh, So the only thing you can do is say, well, that's fine. We're happy to talk to you. But if it's not, if your demands are not acceptable to us, uh, then uh, go ahead and terminate it and we have a plan B. And if you don't have a plan B, then you're just like a lamb to the slaughter.
0: Obviously, uh, NAFTA means more to Mexico than it does to the United States. Is that accurate?
1: Well, I'm not, I wouldn't say it means more to Mexico or the United States. NAFTA has been hugely beneficial to a lot of U.S. companies because it gave them access to a cheap labor platform within North America mm-hmm. that they could exploit and then export from back into the U.S. market, also the Canadian market, but they're primarily focused on the U.S. market. So, um, you know, Mexico also, a lot of Mexicans took a huge hit from NAFTA, especially uh, farmers, a lot of small-scale farmers were wiped out by NAFTA, huge numbers of them, because uh, NAFTA opened Mexico up to heavily subsidized agricultural exports from the United States. So these small farmers couldn't compete with that in Mexico. They got wiped out, and guess what fuels the migration crisis in the United States? there you go. Um, So, you know, at a certain point, Mexico already gave up a lot in in NAFTA, and if they have to give up a lot more to keep it, um, I would say the same thing about Canada. You know, if Trump starts coming after public health care, for example, which he might with the uh, HMOs in the U.S. behind that, then uh, Canada should just say, thanks a lot. You can terminate NAFTA on 6 months' notice. We don't agree to any changes. So,
0: What about the w- tone? Sorry, go ahead.
1: Well, I just want to explain that with NAFTA, there's basically, um, you know, two things that can happen. All three countries have to agree to any change at all, in the treaty, or one of the countries can terminate it on six months notice. So that gives you your structure for bargaining. And if you're Canada or Mexico, and you at all costs cannot see NAFTA terminated, well, then you're just going to get wiped out.
0: Is this all hype? Is it time for an update anyway? Uh,
1: Yeah, the problem with trade agreements is you can't, change them over time like you can your laws of Mm -hmm. your country if things aren't going well, you you know legislature can revise your laws but with a trade agreement with multiple countries they hardly ever get changed uh, because it's just too much of an effort uh, or one country blocks it Uh, so um, you know i think uh, yes they could be subject to updates that would be useful there are a lot of real problems in nafta for example it has extraordinarily generous foreign investor rights clause that is very controversial and in my view was a huge mistake for canada to agree to it in the first place if that could be uh eviscerated from nafta tomorrow we should be jumping for joy but i worry that when you open it up uh donald trump will will be representing the interests of uh i mean i think it's a fair guess um American billionaires, at least the ones he's been appointing to his cabinet. And if you look at the connections of them to to big companies, you know, it it is a bit threatening what kind of things they could go after here in Canada.
0: Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to three on AM 900 CHML.